I could have also become Sadia, a very bitter person because life has not treated me very, um, you know, in a very congenial manner. It was always a stepping sure. stone to yeah. something. That, but I could have been a bitter person. I didn't. Life mm. changed me otherwise. Yeah. You know, life changed me to be patient. I have become so patient just seeing these kids. These kids, you know, give food in front of them. They will not even jump into it unless they ask for it. Sabar Tolerance to learn to live in this life. Don't be negative. Please, life takes you 1,000 years behind. Hi, folks. I'm Sadia Tariq and you're listening to Dhani, the podcast. On this show, I speak to medical practitioners, poets, authors, mindful experts, therapists, artists, corporate world influencers, fashion designers and humanists from all over the world, where they share their journey of well-being, personal growth, learnings and struggles, and knowledge-seeking. This um, is a story of strength, perseverance, positivity. This is a story of Shabina Mustafa in her own words. Lessons to be learned, wisdom to be sought, respect to be earned, and so much more. If you like this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends and family. And thank you for listening. Mrs. Mustafa, I am truly, truly honored to have you on Thani. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Sadia, for inviting me for this podcast program. It's my first experience and I'm just looking forward to this experience and uh, wishing many more to come. Thank you, Sadia. Thank you, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm looking forward to talking to you. So sort of diving right in, if I were to ask you um, who Shabina Mustafa is, what would you have to say to that? <laughs> Shabina Mustafa is a simple human being and uh, with lots of adversities that I have dealt in my life, faced them challenges that have come and challenges that have gone and uh, Shabina is the founder of the garage school she is a mother she is widow she is a wife of a shaheed who has got a gallantry award and she runs a school for the underprivileged children and loving it lovely and so uh, now you've sort of summed up uh, the entire podcast content but if we were to sort of go back at the time when you um, got married and then uh, sort of soon after got widowed and there were obviously that struggle of 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 dealing with that loss and then there were a lot of struggles afterwards which you dealt with uh, most courageously, most beautifully. But if you were to sort of say, where where was this strength coming from? Where you were trying to manage the loss of your um, husband, um, managing a little boy, trying to survive in a society which is not very forgiving. 
Where was this strength coming from? Um, Sadia, you know, as they say, life begins at 40. For me, life started a little early. It started at 20. And uh, it has been, I don't know how to explain these things to you. As, as you had mentioned, the adversity in my life. To me, adversity or to me, how life goes on. I lost my husband that it was such an incident. You know, for me, like Zan says, the school grows organically. My life too has grown organically. For mm -hmm. me, like challenges have come, but I didn't know if they were really challenges. To start with, I had a very happy childhood. I was the youngest of the five siblings, totally pampered, got married to somebody whom I love very much. And then suddenly to receive an envelope one day, which says, missing believed kind. To me okay. at the age of 20, 21, it did not dawn on me that what this thing is. Mm. And then, uh, you know, if you see a body, you see something happening. In our house also, everybody is very cool. Especially my mother. If she started crying, the whole house would weaken. We would be in a bad state. But my mother didn't drop even a drop of tear. And that gave us strength. We didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what that letter was all about. And soon after that letter, imagine with a little child, I was still not about 20, maybe 21, just turned 21. And then soon after that, I received my convocation to attend. And uh, my husband, actually, I'm a, I call myself a half-baked graduate. I never enjoyed studying. I've never enjoyed doing all this, doing with educational stuff. But because I was not a graduate and I got married young, it was a promise that my husband gave to my mother that I must make sure that she, my mother said, she, you must make sure she's a graduate. So mm. I was put into Karachi University. Dr. Kiani thought I was a very bright person, but I didn't want to really study. So I might told my husband, you better do all my lessons planning and I will just go and appear. So <laughs> I appeared, I passed, got a second division. Poor man worked very hard, but he was very excited that, you know, when you go for your convocation, I will be with you. I said, yes, you deserve it more than I do. So mm. at that time, can you imagine you receive a letter, an invitation for a convocation soon after your husband believed missing killed? What do you do? Yeah. I, was, I didn't know how to tackle it. So I went to my mother. My mother was very, very strong. She said, she opened a book and she said, close this chapter. Your past is finished. Now you look forward to what is ahead in life. You have a child, you have a life. And your first step, like a stepping stone, is your challenge to go and attend your convocation. So that was the day and I never looked back. Convocation, you go with a heavy heart, but it was my convocation. I attended it. My mother went, we all went. And then how life progressed. I came to Karachi. I had nothing just from Dhaka because we were transferred to Dhaka. I lost everything on our way when we went to Dhaka. And we came back. So when I came to Karachi, I just had Zan and one dabba of milk. That's it. So for last, I met him on the 15th of March, 1971. We came to Karachi and stayed with my sister, eldest sister, who had just moved in from New York. And again, as of yesterday, that's 9th of August, 
my brother-in-law was also my husband's eldest brother so two brothers married two sisters and sure. he he asked us to leave his home and just go out so me my mother my sister my son we had nowhere to go in karachi thanks to the air force a friend of mine my cousin she visited us that day so everything sadia just happened automatically I, even as of today if i think of anything the next day that thing just happens i don't have to work to it is you know if i look back now and i think and recall i would consider it as difficulties but when i was facing it i thought it was just like a daily routine it was part of my life i had to do it it was you know like people consider oh i have to go to an office oh i have to meet so and so no i have to go so i have to go i didn't think mm. twice that you know this would happen and that would happen life just went on and on so then no home to go to okay we moved into moripur in a bachelor's apartment given by the air force the air force base we had just one small room and my mother zarina my sister and zain we moved in there my brother had just left me one kerosene stove with two plates that was all the belongings we had and that was the beginning of my life my real life uh uh financial constraints how to face challenges didn't know what was happening in my life what to do and the next day i i was asked to join the base school 75 rupees but that time and i started teaching i just couldn't manage teaching because i can't believe it i'm running a school now at that time when i was <laughs> teaching all the boys used to come and stand behind me i used to go and keep calling the principal that i can't manage the school and finally i wanted to look for a job and i got a job in the city mcclode road a travel log a travel agency so i worked there for a year and then i took a round the world trip that was my first trip in an aircraft other than when i came from bangladesh to Karachi via Colombo so i took a trip went all over the world came back joined saudi airlines and that's where i spent all my life 32 years of my life from 1975 to 2007 looking after my son because i because of financial constraint i had to work a lot so i was basically the father of the family the male member zan actually was looked after my mother and my sister i was the father the male so it was very difficult for me to run him from the school to the office and the office and then for us i had to give him the best education whether i could do or i couldn't do and that's all i feel very happy that i could give zan the best of education that i could manage at that time and i'm very proud of my son so that's it so saudi airlines running around with zain doing it in the meanwhile my husband got a sitara jurat a gallantry award and that either you have land or you that you get cash so i opted for land and that was the thing you could have given up i did not give up and that made me a such a strong person sadia think of me a pampered child so i'm actually the product of society of the community they have made me such a become a very strong person at that time i went to the commissioner's office give me the land 
Air Force was giving me somewhere here, there, in Multan, all that Berani land. So the commissioner covered the deeds, was a very fine person. He said, I'll give you land. But then, give me land, but give it to me. My husband's blood he shed for the country. It right. took me exactly 24 years to get that piece of land and be able to sell it. I used to go from pillar to post. I wish there was social media at that time. I would have got it in six months instead of 24 years. <laughs> huh? I could have just written in the Facebook, written here and there, and it would have gone viral and I would have got it. But I couldn't. Look at Zen, small, tiny fellow. My mother never left me alone driving all the way to Sujani, driving all the way, seeing these uh, prisoners with things on their, you know, the chains on their feet. I had to just ca cover myself with a Sindhi chadar. And all day, to me, it was something that I had to do. It was like a routine. To me, it was not a difficult thing. I was working as well, taking time off day in, day out. From one office at that time, there was no email, so the mails couldn't go. I used to carry the files from one office to the other. It used to be given to me and then cancelled. Given to me, I went to the court four times. Now, going to the court, when first time I went to the court, that man and the judge said, don't come to the court again. The bad people who will look, see you go behind the court, mm. go home, send somebody else. I didn't have any male to look after me. I didn't have any brothers. I didn't have anybody. Only me and myself to manage. And these things just kept happening. You know, it's like I feel right now, it's like a ball. Challenges come and then challenges go. Then you have a hope. Okay, you have to face yeah. it. And yeah. once the challenges is over, you are so happy that you've challenges. You have overcome something that has been a difficult uh, thing to have it was adversity in your life you have dealings with it you have hardships you have challenges but once you overcome a challenges what happens you're a happy person and you're looking for more so it's yeah. a hope again so i said challenges ball rolling ball rolls up and then it comes to hope so if you have feel that that and never have something negative i've never felt i couldn't get a chance to feel negative it's something like a routine i had to go every day this land is cancelled now go after another person they go to another office go to it was 14 commissioners dcs that were transferred by the time i got the piece of land from the oh, big blackboard that yeah. they have at the back in this tiny offices everybody did not want to give me because first of all i was a woman Secondly, they all wanted money. I couldn't give money. It was my husband thing. I was proud of it. Rightful, I had to get it. of course. Rightful yeah. thing. And I had to get it. And many women don't. They just give up. I didn't. And that made me stronger day by day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, sort of you face a challenge and you, as you know, ma'am, as you had said yesterday when we were sort of exchanging messages whereby you said, I don't like uh, to talk about negativity i don't negativity. like negativity so and that alone is such a huge it lets you down it lets you down again and again and as you said there were adversities there were challenges and you were a, a woman in a man's society uh, yet you just sort of kept upbeat about it it was more about no, because my, uh, my mother you know, my mother the, she the stood like a rock there. Mm, my mother mm, used to say, yeah, yeah. Allah has two hands. One hand says, listen to the other hand. People will guard you. That's what she used to say. Men will guard you. Yeah. 
यू जस्ट हैव टू ईयर्स एक कान से सुनो अपनी मर्जी जो मर्जी करो तुमको जो कुछ कहे do what you like you know i had nobody else to take boys from my office please come with me would like to go alone this to all accompany me but this is it so saudi airlines helped me a lot work 32 years i used to work half a day in the uh, half a day in the one week and half a day in the afternoon that is how i managed to build my house also that too i took a loan fought for a piece of land i had no way to live i had to establish myself establish my family where do i go my sister had a small place in uh, 93 clifton and she said there's a small one apartment being uh, sold you just buy it 10 rupees 20 rupees 10 rupees 20 rupees i collected and i bought that place it was just a one room small mm-hmm. apartment where we could move and call out except that too somebody moved in to kabza karo it take it and then again a lady yeah. came amina jilani's mother and said okay so every step there was recovered every step but then these things just came and it has to you know it something cannot last forever i say even if you're sure. pain Absolutely. i just say i went through a lot of surgeries but i used to think how long with the pain last it will go away tomorrow it may go away day after it will go away just let it stay it will go away it cannot stay forever mm. so then sure. Sure. got this smart little place it nothing became in easy got that place somebody tried to take over kabza karo take over got rid of him again went to court came out build a house somebody tried to take over that house that house that zain lives and they said no she's mm-hmm. a widow she'll get married i'll take over the house again got rid of him also took me time going to court going here going there but the physical effort was mine it was mental uh, adversity it was physical adversity it was emotional adversity because a big word Absolutely. adversity but i don't know what adversity <laughs> it is, is indeed it is something indeed, that just indeed. came i faced it and overcome the challenges so everybody has to do it if you start oh i have to go to that f office i cannot do it how will you ever manage it you see like sure. i say these um, challenges you have like you say nowadays social media पैंडेमिक है डोंट फेस इट एज अ सोशल डिस्टेंस रख के यू स्टिल फेस योर प्रॉब्लम्स वाई यू कैन डू इट सो दैट्स इट्स इज रनिंग फ्रॉम पिलर टू पोस्ट पिलर टू पोस्ट बिल्ड माई ओन हाउस आई बॉट अ स्मॉल प्लेस दैन सोल्ड दिस पीस ऑफ लैंड बट माई सेल्फ इन दिस अपार्टमेंट आई एम लिविंग इन एंड देन मैनेज माई लाइफ टोटल लाइफ एंड इन ड्यूरिंग दैट टाइम आई हैड दिस माई हजबेंड ऑलवेज थाट लेट्स हैव अ कॉस्ट फ्री education for the poor but i was married only for a year and a half just a year mm-hmm. and a half and then that memory okay i got a chance again it was automatic it was came in my way my maid servant said okay you have a, a, a empty garage and my daughter couldn't get admission in a sewing school can you uh, give her classes i said okay she and then one fine day 14 children are coming and that was the beginning of the garage school in my garage sorry ma'am yes. to cut you short but so the garage school is literally a garage school it's literally in my garage where you park your cars okay in my own house and that's still there it's in it's inside the garage and outside the garage under the tree the two classes still continuing in the garage and that's the name is the garage school and so then, what is the strength the, of this school how many students almost it's 600 now but not in my garage we moved we have of also <laughs> moved 
to a place in Neelam Palmi, and that is the place where these children all reside. And um, mm-hmm. this is the locality. There was no schools. You know, they are in the boundary wall of the elite area of Clifton and Defence. And do you know there yeah, are no schools sure. there? There are no education there. So we came up. I got a building there. Again, uh, you know, people should go through my web. People should go. We are totally always financial constrained now. I can say I could feel emotionally those difficulties coming in because each day is a new day for me to catch hold of somebody to sponsor a child, sponsor rent. All the time we need is just 30000 for a year or, you know, we pay about a lakh a month for one floor. We need two floors of rent from somebody. People are hearing, please come forward. We need people to educate these kind of people because I keep telling them, your thinking will change. And then I have my five-finger formula, you know, if you take your little pinky finger, that is uh, training, approach, that comes to your four fingers. And the fifth, you know, if you open your palm, there's a big dip for your thumb. Then I tell you the dip is where is your challenge to reach the hill. So that Whoa. is what I give you grooming, How I give you therapy, I give you tarbiyat, I give you talim. But the taraki beat is yours. I tell the children, I show them the finger. If you pull up, put up your palm and you will see from your first finger to your thumb, there's a big dip. So that you, I tell them, the children look forward to the hill on top and always look up. Never look down. Think high and you will reach. You have to be positive. So that's how my children are beautiful. They right. are just like Balbir is helping me. His Zabis 3.9 GPA working in South City. And again comes to school and works from 10 o'clock, 6 o'clock to 10, 9, 11 o'clock at night. So that's my five-finger formula. My school is there. So I started in the morning in a rented place. Then I thought, if it's rented, let's use the afternoon. So the afternoon we started with the male, the females, the mothers, the fathers. And now we, I feel so happy that I'm able to educate children who would otherwise never get education. They are eight years and above. These children who run in the streets mm. have never been able, nobody will keep them in any school because they've missed their boat. So they are the ones yeah. I keep them. One year they study the adult literacy course and the next year they jumped into class four, grade four. And from there into the syntax mainstream schooling, and in seven years, they've gone into metric. And those children are now, one has got a scholarship at Greenwich University. Two have gone into the army. Three girls of the Urdu medium, talk about Urdu medium, who were older children have gone into nursing now. So I'm very proud mother of, or grandmother of these kids. And more to come from 2018, my results have started coming up. So more and more children. And two Brilliant. girls have gone into pre-engineering and DHA degree college. Hopefully, we'll go into the Air Force. And then they come back and work in the school. So it's a constant. One yeah. girl got 95% marks in maths from again the Urdu wow. medium. So I feel the Urdu medium is better for them to understand, then understand sure. the language, and in the end, learn English. And then, you know, they move and they adjust themselves into all these places. So we then sure. got a teacher's training center. We have got three places now beside the garage. We have one whole building which needs rent, that's first, second, third floor, running from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night, sewing class, adult literacy, 
Jugnu program. These are for the older children that come in. Then we have a youth program, 14 years and above the boys come up who work in the morning and they come to our school. Then the sewing class, teachers training center. And then we have another small place, again, looking forward to rent where our little kids uh, come and study there. And now with all the support, we bought a 90 square yard of a place in the locality where the children live right across the school, hoping to build something of our own and keep my husband's name alive. So that is something that will always go Brilliant. On. And my husband, yeah. to end it off, he used to always say, be creative, think positive, and no one is indispensable. And I am following what he used to say. It's simple. No one is indispensable, surely. But ma'am, isn't it sort of strange, the thing that you sort of um, used to run away from uh, and you uh, yes. and life sort of took yes. you full circle and you've become so yes. passionate about it? Isn't it beautiful? Like, really? I could have also become, Sadia, a very bitter person because life has not treated me very, um, you know, in a very congenial manner. It was always a stepping sure. stone, yeah. something. That, but I could have been a better person. I didn't. Life mm. changed me otherwise. Yeah. You know, life changed me to be patient. I have become so patient just seeing these kids. These kids, you know, give food in front of them. They will not even jump into it unless they ask for it. Subhermanence is yeah. Tolerance to learn to live in this life. Don't be negative. Please, life takes you... 1,000 years behind, the main thing that I've learned in my life and it's with my school and my children that I learned is patience. You don't know how patient they are. They don't jump into food. They don't, you talk to the parent, how much is the food? How much are you having difficulties? All they say, Alhamdulillah, Shukur Allah. So we are cribbing for petrol. We are bringing for prizes, a gas, petrol, but they don't. They never complain of anything in their life. And the greatest thing I learned is tolerance, patience, and uh, sympathy and helping others. And trans adversity to me is nothing. It's just dealing with hardship and challenges with a smiling face. Go ahead. It's like a day-to-day -day life. Step on it and charge. Go on. Because it carries just... a lesson and a blessing in your life. If it's sure. your reaction to adversity and not mm. what adversity does to you. That will make you negative. So just approach it and go ahead in life. You'll go sailing all the way through. Yeah. Ma'am, as you just coming towards the end of the podcast, as you um, very rightly said that you could have easily um, turned into a very bitter person. But the cho you always had a choice to look at the hardships and see them as you, you know, you teach your children as these uphill moments, which could be sweaty and bloody and, and very, very hard. But at the end of the day, just look up or you could have, as you're saying, could have just turned very, very bitter and life would have taken another course altogether. Yeah, I know I can understand. But, you know, I just took a different turn. I was very positive. Maybe my husband, because he kept telling me that be positive, they you know, think positive, be constructive, and no one is in. He used to tell me several times in a day, but that's not it. 
it is just that my nature i have become like that molded into it because it happened automatically it was organic mm-hmm. and i never thought negative at any time that i can't do it i have to make an attempt and you can do it there's not a no in my dictionary i got an award at um, azam something award which said i just because i said i don't have a no in my dictionary yes so you can people start with no but dukan chat band hogi azme ali shan that's the um, award i got because i said to them i don't have a no in my dictionary and that's how i teach these children go ahead don't consider poverty as anything it's just an imaginary thing you work hard you overcome it and you can do anything you like and just see my balbir where he stands today he is being an embryologist at south city hospital he is sitting standing next to me i said he is my boy aise sharo se samajhta hai so these you know you have to jaise main kehti andhere se ujale mein when you get education you automatically your thinking process will change your life pattern will change and i am eyeing at the third generation the fourth generation will definitely not be what they are today or what their parents are today life will change and for me life has changed radically or whatever it is i have become a different person i could have been something else but again how i looked at life how i looked at adversity as you call it it came to me as challenges and i told you if you overcome a challenge you can do anything in life wow ma'am it's been it's been absolutely wonderful wonderful and absolutely actually inspirational um talking to you because yes uh, hardships will come but then knowing that they will go also sort of keeps you persevering and keeps you going and keeps you sort of aiming for something uh best of luck with your um with your project i will be sharing uh, the website details with the listeners in the show notes and listeners feel free to uh, contact mrs mustafa and please feel free to generously donate to this absolutely absolutely wonderful cause ma'am thank you so much thank you sadia it was a lovely experience i loved it to bits i enjoyed it i could have it over and over again my <laughs> life never ends and tomorrow if you call me i'll have 10 million stories to tell you okay thanks ma'am anytime ma'am thank you thank, <laughs> thank you thank you then for the office bye the office